Tech Industry Podcast, and I'm David Andrew Let's dig in. Hey there, it's David Andrew recording another episode of the podcast away from home, as I have sometimes been known to do, especially this time of year. I'm also experimenting with a new piece of gear, the Rode Smart Lav Plus lapel microphone. It might be a drop in quality compared to the Rode Procaster, which is what I normally record with, but I thought I would give it a try and see if it works as a portable mobile recording solution for my voice. Now today's topic is why business, and this is mostly off the cuff, but I think this is something people are thinking about as they come to a website like the Music Entrepreneur HQ. They might be thinking to themselves, you know, I'm an artist, I'm a creative. I just wanna make things, David. So why would I want to apply business principles to my music career? And that's a fair question, and the answer is, you absolutely do not have to if you are treating this essentially as a hobby. There's nothing wrong with making art for the sake of art, and if it fulfills you and you enjoy doing it that way, then you might as well just pursue it in that capacity. I have friends that decided not to put so much pressure on music to produce an income in their life, and they are much happier for it because now they can enjoy it as a hobby and they can pursue something else to help them earn a living. Even Derek Sivers says the happiest people are those who spend 50% of their time pursuing an income and 50% of their time in their favorite creative activities. So I think that is totally fair if that's the direction that you're planning to go in. But for the rest of us who are thinking about how we can advance our careers and wanna take it the first we can, here are four reasons why business is important. Number one, the music industry itself is a business. So whether it's signing contracts, negotiating sponsorship deals, organizing a music festival, or even just booking a gig, if we can't take these things from the perspective of a business, we're not gonna be very successful. Take, for example, negotiating sponsorship deals. You need to create a value proposition. You need to understand what's in it for them. And if you can't present them with a deal that is attractive to them, then it's very unlikely that you're actually gonna secure a sponsorship deal. Number two, thinking like a business owner allows you to adopt a long-term mindset. I believe entrepreneurs are always thinking about how their short-term decisions affect their long-term outcomes. And what this means is you could do something today and it may not affect you positively or negatively, whether it's exercise or eating a hamburger or choosing to read for 15 minutes. Is that going to make a big difference in your life today? Probably not. If you ate a hamburger, fast food hamburger every single day, what would happen? It may not affect your health that much today. Maybe not tomorrow, maybe not a week from now, maybe not even several months from now, but a year from now, I think there might be, begin to see a bit of a noticeable difference in your weight and in your health. And that is the compound effect. So we always need to be thinking about how our short-term decisions affect our long-term outcomes. Because no matter what your goals, you can always expect some hardship along the way. 
there's going to be some difficulties. There's going to be some challenges. There's going to be some obstacles on your path. And it's really how you deal with it that makes all the difference. I'm seeing great things happen in my career right now, but there are other areas of my life where I feel like are suffering a little bit. And that's very common. It often happens that way. But somehow you still must stay on course and keep going. You know, when your career is going great, that's not the time to stop, is it? That's the time to double down and, and keep on going. So you have to dig deep to find that within you to keep going. When you begin thinking in terms of what you can accomplish in years instead of days, weeks, or even months, it's empowering. A lot of people are just looking for instant gratification and they want things to happen now, now, now. But really we should be looking at what we can accomplish five years or 10 years from now. And to create a successful business is gonna require about that amount of time. To create a successful career in music, it's gonna take that amount of time. Whether it's the Beatles or Billy Talent or Metallica, basically it took them 10 years to break through and I don't see how that could be any different for you or I. Also, I think someone needs to take ownership of the vision and if you're listening to this that's probably you and what i mean by that is every band and every artist needs a vision and the example of someone like harem scarum the singer harry hess and the guitarist pete lesperance have the vision of the band they've had different band members around them at different times but they were the ones that kept that project alive. There can be some personal differences that occur when you're trying to run something like a band. And unfortunately, some people might just come and go. It's more common for people to leave than not. And if you're not prepared, then your band cannot continue. That's why somebody has to hold the vision in front of them at all times. So if you don't do that, then you might end up quitting. And when you see others quit, you'll quit. That's not the way it should work. You need to have a long-term mindset and say, I'm gonna keep going regardless of whether others quit around me. Number three, because most of the top 100 songs in the last 10 to 20 years were written by two men. I'm serious, look this up. I think your chances of breaking into a market like that are relatively slim. And I'm definitely not saying that there aren't other opportunities in their music industry. In fact, that's one of the things I've been focusing on with the podcast is talking about alternative revenue streams and opportunities for musicians. There's a lot out there beyond, you know, the top 40 music that we hear every single day and shopping malls and elevators and everywhere we go. I think it's important for us to think a little bit outside the box if we're trying to pursue different revenue streams or opportunities in the music industry, but there are so many. And, and that's why I think it's important to think like an entrepreneur. Coming up with creative ways to solve your challenge. You know, if your goal, and nobody should criticize your goal, it's yours. If you wanna make 10,000 a year as a musician, it is totally possible, it is very doable. If you wanna make 100,000, that might require a different level of commitment, but it is still doable. <laughs> and Making 100,000 as an independent artist is great. Handing that over to a record label is not. And in fact, I don't know if record labels would sign you if that's all you were making. And you get to keep, what, 10%, 50% of that if you have a really good contract? Does that seem like a good deal to you? I don't think it is. I'm not saying you shouldn't aspire to be signed to a record label. Quite the contrary, actually. If that's something you want, 
you should pursue it and demonstrate your work ethic and build your fan base and your social media following and tour every single year. But what I am saying is you have to look at the bigger picture of how much money you can make on your own and how much would be a good amount for you to make versus what it would look like to give away most of that to someone like a record label. Number four. Now just imagine for a moment waking up on Monday morning lazily, maybe about 9 a.m. or 10 a.m., whenever it's comfortable for you. You get up, you go upstairs, you make yourself a little bit of breakfast, and then you sit yourself down at your desk to do a little bit of work for maybe an hour, maybe two hours or so. Nothing heavy, just light. And then your best friend texts you around noon or one o'clock and says, hey, have you eaten yet? And you haven't. So you go and join your friend for lunch. And after that, you go out into nature or you go shopping or you go kayaking or you go to an escape room and just enjoy the day. By the time you've done all that, it's dinner time. So you go out and you eat another meal. After that, you go home. It's already about seven or 8 p.m. at night. And then you go and play a video game for a few hours before going to bed. Now, I can't tell you how many times this scenario has played out in my life in the last year. And you know what that is? It's called freedom. Freedom is an incredible feeling. This doesn't mean I don't work hard. I do work hard at what I do, but I also take some liberties in my life to enjoy it, to rest, to enjoy the freedom that I had a hand in creating. I couldn't have done this all myself. I've had a lot of help along the way, and I'm grateful to the people that have helped me make this a life a reality. But that freedom is so important to me. I think it's really the number one thing. It's the number one reason I pursue business and an entrepreneurial life. Does that sound good to you? So let me know why you choose business. I look forward to your comments in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Make sure to go to musicentrepreneurhq.com for show notes and other goodies. And leave us a review in iTunes to help us spread the word.